Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. I have to say I'm very excited about today's show, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been working on it for like two weeks. (laughs) So... Uh, that's why I guess I'm celebrating that I'm actually done with these long series of notes that I've been so excited to share with all of you. I love personally, I love real drilled down uh, podcasts where Julie and I can kind of cut through all the muster and just get to the real important stuff of, you know, really that we are wanting you guys to understand about how to be successful in business and life in general. And this topic in particular is something that's really, I think it really is that goes to the heart of it because so many of you, ask the types of questions that we're going to be answering with this list. So when when I was trying to think of a title for this podcast, um, I thought to myself, well, what would be the most honest description of this show? And I think the answer was it kind of circles around what Julie and I, what we would have as our biggest personal big uh, business regrets from the past, you know, 20 some years that we've been in business. And so that's what we call it. Tim and Julie Harris's biggest business regrets. And these are the things that, um, I think we would have bo- both have liked to have done differently um, and maybe in some cases avoiding. Fortunately, uh, to our credit, Julie and I have never committed any massive business sins <laughs> or personal for that matter. And, uh, and the reason is, is because we've always been believers that you know a smart man learns from his mistakes or woman and a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. And so we've always stayed the course with that. And Julie and I have always been um, – avid readers and studiers of the types of people we wanted to be. So having always stayed connected with what we knew to be important and never allowing ourselves to meander too far off course, though as we'll uh, tell you guys about, there's been plenty of instances where we did meander off course and we're going to be talking about that. But, yeah, I mean, staying on course and and self-correcting when you do meander off, that's really what the heart of today's podcast and probably tomorrow's podcast, because a lot of these points, Julie and I are going to be wrapping into personal stories. And this is a uh, our, this is a different approach to trying to help a lot of you move past some of the things that maybe are holding you down and weighing you and, and weighing you down. And you're going to realize that a lot of the points that we're going to make, you didn't realize that were a problem for you. And as we go through these points, you're going to say, "Shit, that's an issue I'm having." So before we get to point number one, a couple announcements. And Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. I looked through your notes, and I'm excited about it too. And in total agreement with all of these things, I think it was total. Uh, very well. Maybe I didn't get all the way to point number fourteen, fifteen. 16. Okay, I get through most of it, but I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no, no. You're in total yeah, agreement. That was the part that. When have you ever been oh. total agreement with me about anything? Well, that's true. I may need to revise that before I get a big head, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> hey, point number uh, 21, not being humble enough. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. So first of all, uh, second of all, or maybe we're on third of all now, thank you for all of you who are um, buying Harris Rules on Amazon. It's already breaking all these records. I was, I'm not honestly – I shouldn't say not surprised – but I'm not surprised because the last book, the book we came out with, Julie, you know that was 2017, by the way. 
the Red Book, that did so well, and it did well with basically working with kind of, you know, just a lower-level publisher and, you know, most of the promotion coming from Julie and I. But now we're working with the big-time publisher, and they're doing a great job promoting it. We're doing a great job promoting it. I guess it's going to be on the shelves of Barnes & Noble. Um, you know, all that good stuff. And we're just – Ben Bella is just such a wonderful group of people to work with, our publishers. And, you know, they did such a great job of um, working with Jules to make sure all the – you know, this, the book was something we could all be proud of for generations, which was our goal. We wanted this book to be the book that we wish we would have discovered when uh, we were in our formidable years of real estate because it would have saved us so much trouble. It would have saved us so much having to learn uh, or, you know, really wondering about the path that we're on and all the rest of it. Like, the, you know, the, again, the points of today's podcast are, I think, are going to circle the wagon of a lot, about a lot of the posts uh, or a lot of the points in the book. Um, so, as always, Julie, thank you very much for your contribution to yeah. the legacy that we leave, not just for the real estate industry, but obviously for our family with a book you've created. So I had uh, only input on the concepts, but you did all the real work. So I will publicly always give you um, the credit for that because it's fantastic. Well, I'm grateful and even, for that. And even, though it says, even though it says Tim and Julie Harris, it's mostly, you know, Tim and then Julie should be big caps on the book. But it didn't work out that way. So sorry about your luck. Well, very nice of you. And it also should yes. say with many, many, many editors at hand. <laughs> so but thank you. Many. And I did learn a lot. You know, I think – and we, I'm sure, will have books in the future. But, yeah, I, I think um, – I am proud of it and thankful, and thank you for your nice kudos there. I, I always throw it back to our listeners and our coaching clients and future cl- coaching clients, though, is that it's only as good as what they actually do with it. And so it's That's full right. of lots of implementations. You've got to not, you know, I, I cringe to think people that just, you know, read it, oh, that, you know, that was interesting, put it back on the bookshelf, or, you know, I, I want you to take action on it. Even, uh, you know, what is our Think and Grow Rich for Realtors? You know, everybody has Think and Grow Rich, but what do you do about it? So at the end of every chapter, it's what to do about it. Take action. When in doubt, just put one foot in front of the other. One of the points we make in the book is that you don't have to know all 10 steps to get to the finish line. You just have to figure out step one because what you thought was step two and step three probably is going to change once you get into action. So that's my thought on that. And um. So I had a, a couple other interview requests for people wanting us to be on their podcast. And, yes, if you want us to be on your podcast, it depends on what the podcast is, to be honest with you. It doesn't even matter if your podcast doesn't have a huge audience. If, we can, if you're in the real estate business and you're trying to build a, a powerful podcast and you think we could help you, we'll probably do it with you, so it's no problem. We'll be more than happy to be a guest. Just email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, and we can get that scheduled. Oh, by the way, the name of the book, I don't think I mentioned it, is Harris Rules. So just go to Amazon and just put in the name Harris Rules. Um, the old red book is not what you want. You want the one with the teal cover. So the audio book from the old book is still popping up. If that happens, just click paperback and get the teal book. That's the one that just came out uh, yesterday. Just getting. Uh, I'm seeing. By the way, all of you on Instagram and Facebook are posting, are posting pictures of you receiving the book. I really appreciate that. Julie and I are watching, and it makes us feel really good. And Julie, I'll tell you something else. I also learned, and I learned this from the hmm. first, you know, Harris Rules, but I'm seeing it already in this one as well. People are actually reading it. I see people posting pictures from pages that they're reading inside the book that uh, resonated with them. And they're posting pictures on Facebook and they're posting pictures again on Instagram. Yeah, it's totally amazing. 
It's it just it's really incredible. So um, please do consider purchasing the book Harris Rules. It's I think they got it discounted still for less than fifteen bucks, like twelve dollars. <laughs> so you've got no excuse. Yeah, I know. Well, it's because they want it to be a bestseller. That's why. So go ahead and grab that. And uh, yeah, in the meantime. We're going to get to our first points. Oh, I need to say this. If you guys are interested in having a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, if you don't know this already, here's all you have to do is just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. Oh, I did have a couple of requests. Um, Just letting you guys all know. I do personally have two openings in my personal coaching uh, calendar. I had some people that are taking some time off from coaching. Uh, one is going to a cooking uh, school in Italy and uh, basically has earned enough money so far this year that they decided they just don't want to work for the next, like, 90 days, which, buena suerte, I think it's fantastic that they're doing that. It was a lifelong goal. So I have some room in my schedule. So if you're interested in having me as your personal coach, I want you to go ahead and email me at tim at timandjulieharris.com. I realistically only have room for two or three clients. So if that's of interest to you, then uh, grab hold of it. And um, I'm very selective, as is Julie, who we work with, so don't be offended if we're not a good fit. If you want to know if we're a good fit or not, listen to today's podcast, and then also go back and listen to past podcasts. Because I have news for you, you're not going to get any. If anything, if you're hiring us as a personal, uh, if we're your personal coach, you're going to get us drilling down about a billion times more than we even do on this podcast. Uh, but for the rest of you, Please consider requesting your free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And when you do, we're actually going to give you a copy of our uh, book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. I know that's still for sale on Amazon, but don't buy it. Let me give it to you. And uh, you can do that simply by texting the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. All right, so let's get to it. These are the – and we might even extend this list but as we're talking. But the at the end of the day, these are maybe the top 20 things – that I wish we would have known with absolute clarity when Julie and I got married, uh, when we started selling real estate when we were in our early 20s. I and mean, we've been we've been married for almost 30 years, and we've been in real estate for over I mean most of those times most of the years we've been married. So um, yeah, I mean we're talking about forever. So these are the things I wish I would have come across this list. I wish I would have come across frankly Harris Rules the book. But I didn't, so hopefully some of you, this will be um, have a meaningful impact on you. Even if you're our age or older and you're listening to these points, I wrote these points with the idea that they'd be helpful uh, for anyone regardless of age or experience or whatnot. So, Julie, you want to do the first one? Sure. Number one, everything takes three times longer than you think it should and or were told that it would. Your skill set, your wealth accumulation – Pretty much everything, and I think that's probably something that would have been hard to hear in our early 20s, but absolutely is true, and I think sometimes some things take even more than three times longer, so a level of patience is required, but the realization that when you are, you know, I, we call it the accumulation effect, where you are going after it day in and day out, sometimes you're feeling frustrated, you cannot give up. Because it's just a fact that everything takes three times longer than you think or expect or were told that it would. Fact. Well, and so let's t- let's talk about briefly why that's important that you understand that. Because if you don't understand that, then you'll quit too soon. That's really the importance yeah. of that lesson. And sometimes, by the way, it's four times longer. But I'll tell you one thing for damn sure. Anything worth achieving never happens when you think it will. 
everything takes longer. Julie and I uh, were listening to the biography of Elon Musk, um, and he is famous. Great example at this point. Yeah, exactly. He's famous for saying, you know, this will be available then. You know, he'll, you know, project into the future. And uh, a lot of the, you know, analytical, non-entrepreneurial type, skeptic types like, oh, he's always, he's lying. He knows he's lying. There's no way he can actually accomplish that date and da-da-da-da-da-da. What they don't realize is that every entrepreneur has, uh, you know, an unrealistic mindset about how long things will take. But what he's really doing is he's setting a, a goal that's going to motivate other people to at least try to achieve and again, he doesn't give up on when he sets a goal. I mean, the guy, what, he's got a solar business, he's flying rockets, you know, he wants to go to Mars. He's essentially transformed the automotive business, uh, just in all these other things that he's got his fingers in on. It's pretty amazing what he has done in his lifetime. And he has accepted, and if you read his biography like we are, or listen to it rather, he's accepted the fact that everything takes longer, but he doesn't quit, where what most people do is they quit. They quit before they actually get lean. They quit before they actually build any sort of real uh, wealth. They quit before they actually really get good at anything. And so most of you are just muddlers. And by muddlers, I mean you're just muddling through life. You haven't ever gotten good at anything. You're literally not good at anything. You're average at everything because you haven't stayed the course long enough because you've been too distracted by the easy button or things that were designed to manipulate you and make you feel good. Right? You guys thinking about what we're saying? I want you to really drill down and accept the fact that everything worth achieving takes a shit ton longer than you think it should. There's a nicer way or maybe a little bit cruder way of saying the same point. Again, point number two, Julie. Two. Yes, trust two. but verify. We made too many assumptions that the professionals we hired to guide us knew what we needed them to know. Examples of this would be accountants, financial planners, I, I would put in, especially in the earlier days, certain uh, agents or brokers that we kind of looked up to, you got to trust but verify. Start with the assumption that everyone is maybe maybe 50% as good as they claim to be or as good as you need them to be until proven otherwise. I, I think the number one that you mentioned there, accountants are a, are a great example of this because, you know, we hear from coaching clients about this. We hear from other entrepreneurial friends of ours that they're trading in their accountant. They can't find somebody that really knows what they're doing. This is a legitimate issue. You've got to trust but verify. I think that that's something that applies to so many places in real estate. It, you know, you're told by agents and brokers, well, you know, this is the best thing ever. Okay, why? Where's the verification? Show me the results. It's not just because you think it's really cool and it's the best app or whatever the case may be. Verify. Ask for the actual proof behind it. When you hire a new accountant, you know, ask for some of their other accountant clients. Call them. Talk to them. Are they getting what they need? Actually verify. You know, this well, so is here's one of the reasons we, call, we, were, we made compare a coach so they can verify that, you know, we're authentic as we put ourselves out to be. So we, we do this as well for these guys. Back to you. Sorry. What, what you've got to do is you've got to accept the fact that an accountant's job is to fill out forms, uh, turn in forms, uh, turn in the forms to the government, and then uh, charge you a fee. That's what an accountant does. An accountant is not going to give you financial advice. They might tell you to, you know, how to properly do this or, you know, correctly write off that. But at the end of the day, your accountant is not going to help you with wealth accumulation unless they've done it themselves. And when was the last time you met a rich accountant? I don't think I ever have met a rich accountant. 
Otherwise, they wouldn't be accountants. You guys get what I'm saying here? So and the, same goes, the same goes with asset protection. The same goes with insurance. The same goes with investing. I've had conversations with coaching clients before who have been successful at saving money, you know, in 401ks or whatever, but they don't know jack about what they're invested in. Now, I, Julie and I have studied the snot out of that particular topic, and we're not experts at it, but we know all the little weaselly ways, frankly, that some of these uh, financial advisors uh, distract you from the fact that they're making crap tons of commission on you. So we've written about that in the book, by the way, Harris Rules. And there's been a lot of other great, uh, great books. Uh, Tony Anthony Robbins wrote a really great book about that, uh, a recent one. You should definitely listen to that. The moral of the story is, is you have to trust but verify. Now, Ronald Reagan was quoted with saying that, but Julie and I actually picked up on a historical breadcrumb the other day when watching Chernobyl on um, HBO that it's actually possible that Ronald Reagan didn't originally say that, that uh, Gorbachev or Brezhnev or one of these you know, communist leaders that – yeah. Well, anyway, I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, Ronald Reagan is quoted for saying it, but maybe he got it from somebody else, one of his uh, communist, compa- uh, communist uh, contemporaries. Uh, you yes. did do a lot of work with Gorbachev. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. But yes, yes, let that stick with you. Trust but verify. It would be fantastic if he could just take everything on face value and trust whatever was out there. But that is not the reality. Another of our lessons learned. So number and three is big. Yeah, you know, I just have another bonus point we need to, we need to do too. All right, let's add uh, it. The whole, de- the whole delegation thing, that needs to be something we need mm-hmm. to add to this about as far mm-hmm. as like people who put a lot of, you know, oh, you've got to delegate. You're not supposed to do it yourself. That needs to be point number 22, and we'll get to that one another day. So All if right, you could write that so. down, that would be great. All yep. right, next point. All right. Um, now this one is Julie and I's. You hear us talking about this all the time. Um, and I know why some of you are confused about this, and we're going to talk about that. So point number three is always lead with profit. Gauge your success by how much you increase your net worth every year versus what others tell you makes you successful. Never forget what your product is, and your product is profit. Now, here's what's happened in the past, say, since really 19 – I'd say 90, truthfully – is that all of a sudden there were all these gurus and business people that started writing these dumb-ass books about how a business owner should forego profit in their own business and reinvest it all in their business because someday in the future there might be a liquidity event. They might sell it or they're trying to whatever, whatever. Okay, That does not apply to a real estate practice, so do not think like that. That's it. Please remember I told you that. Your business will never have any value. No one is ever going to buy your business, ever. Your team will never have any value. Your brokerage will never have any value. It will never be worth selling, and you'll always get the most money by keeping it and essentially turning the money, You know, making the money from the business. And if you don't believe me, listen to Steve Murray interview that I'm doing this Friday, and he is without a doubt the industry's expert on selling brokerages, and also he's participated in selling, you know, helping teams. I, sh- I put the biggest you know, air quotes around the word selling, but how you know you transition ownership from one real estate entity you know owner to another you know you guys get the concept here listen on Friday because we're going to talk to you and be really blunt with you about how absolutely nothing these businesses sell for so the only way your real selling real estate listeners will never make you rich it's what you do from the profit from selling real estate that will make you rich 
Selling real estate will not make you rich. There's never going to be a listing that's going to sell or a transaction that's going to be large enough. And, you know, I was on a coaching call this morning with somebody who has already basically closed over $100 million this year, but he is not becoming rich from the commissions he's earning. He's coming rich from where he puts the profit from the commissions he's earning. And he has huge profit margins. Now, if he had some big team where he was spending all of his money, and I said he's you know, going to do $150 million this year, you'd all say, wow, that's amazing. That's $4.5 million in commission. Well, but if he had a big team and he was spending all of his money and he was only making, say, four or 500000 from that, would you still be impressed? No. Well, you shouldn't be. Some of you would because you don't know any better. But his uh, profit margins are probably 75 85%. Because he's not spending all of his money, because he knows his product is profit. He knows the litmus test of how good he is is not the plaques and the awards and the adulation and the butt kissing that he receives all over his community. It's the profit that he gains from having helped people. So when you're thinking about what it is that you produce, you do not produce real estate, you do not produce happy clients, you do not produce, all those are byproducts of being focused on making profit. A profit motive is the purest, simplest, cleanest, easiest to understand way of keeping your head screwed on straight about making business decisions. Because then you don't get suckered into all these other dumb things that people do. The branding, the team building, the stuff that's supposed to, well, you know, I actually heard somebody say, you guys have heard this too, in our own real estate industry, you know, I don't make any profit from my brokerage. I'm going to make profit on year five or six once I come, blah, 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 blah. You won't. The businesses don't work like that. You have to be running your business. Every single transaction has to be, and every single business decision has to be leading with profit. But nobody else is telling you guys this. Why? Why is nobody else telling agents this? Because nobody else, everyone else is trying to sell you guys stuff that requires you spend money on what their stuff is. They're wanting you to buy the CRMs. They're wanting you to buy the fancy websites. They're wanting you to buy the long-term lead follow-up plans and the Facebook ads and the, and the you know, specialized designation. They're wanting you to buy all that, and if they teach you about profit, you're not going to buy any of that crap because then you're going to ask them to prove to you that what they're trying to sell to you will actually increase your profit, and they can't. So they will do everything in their power to distract you from asking that simple business question, which all of you need to be asking of any decision you make. You're going to buy Julie and I's uh, book on um, Amazon? Is it going to make you profit? Yeah, hell yeah, it will, <laughs> right? 11 or 12 or 15 bucks, whatever the book costs, you don't think you'll get a, you know, a thousand X return on that? Well, if you read it and you apply it, you will. Our coaching is the same way. Everything that we do, we do with the idea that we're going to produce a product that they'll want to buy, that they can very easily see a return on their investment. It's not going to be some sort of you know, opaque, obscure, you know, sometime in the future branding campaign bullshit. That's not what Julie and I are about. You guys, 99% of you, do not have endless deep wells of money to just to blow on different ideas. You guys all need to make money as quickly as you can. Otherwise, you cannot last in real estate. True or false, listeners? It's true. You didn't get in this business because you were rich. You got in this business because you wanted to be rich. Just remember, rich is where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money. For you to ever achieve that, you're going to have to make lots of profit from selling real estate. The only way you're going to make lots of profit from selling real estate is this, if you have your head screwed on straight that you have to be of service to others. What does that mean? It means that you have to help people solve their problems. 
And if you're not experiencing ample amounts of profit, ample amounts of money, it's because you have not earned the right yet to earn ample amounts of money because you do not have the skill set yet that people are willing to pay for. Can I break it down? That's as bad as drilled down as I think I can get to that thought, Julie. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. It's very clear, but again, gets back to taking action on these things. Some of you guys are going, yep, heard that, heard that from you guys on the podcast two weeks ago. Yep, got it. Well, okay, good. Go do something about it. So uh, that was point number three. Point number four, do not let people manipulate you via your ego. In our first year, we sold over 100 plus homes, but we did it by doing the real work. Then we became famous. We got a lot of um, you know, NAR attention from that. And we didn't have the fortitude to stay the course. We didn't realize it back then, but we believed in the big team, the branding BS. And in actuality, it took two years, at least two years, of, yes, increasing revenue, but not increasing profit, to realize that that whole pursuit was a lie. Doing the actual work is what creates the actual profit. And, and back then, we didn't, I know we didn't realize well, what didn't we were re- doing until but- we were like, oh, okay, wait a minute. We had so much more GCI, but why isn't there more left? That's when that light bulb went off. Well, so, I mean, the point basically is that our first year in the business where we sold over 100, year, 100 houses, it feels like 100 years ago, we in our early <laughs> 20s, we did it the real way. We did it one transaction at a time. There was no subdivision. There was no nothing. you know. And as a result of that, without our intending – uh, to break all these records, we broke all these sales records that were, you know, broken then. And from my understanding, I've never, I have no way of confirming it. But I've never heard of anyone else selling that many houses their first year in the business, not since, not before. So here's what happened. From that, Julie and I became uh, somewhat in the industry famous. We did a lot of speaking. Remax had, was very gracious and had us flew us out to Colorado. National Association of Age, uh, Realtors, they poured the love on us. The whole thing happened, and we, you know, bup, 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 bup. And then what happened is we got all these big-name, you know, superstar agents from around the country. They started inviting us. They started wanting to, you know, we became friends with them. We became Howard Brenton stars. Somewhere in that intervening years, we then started hearing from these people, going back to some of our previous points, what they were doing and at the time these guys were they were basically the age julie and i are now and they were telling us to do the branding the postcards and the teams and the spending of the money and all this bullshit and we um even though julie and i's mission was always to accumulate enough wealth that we could buy real estate with that paid off real estate then we could live off the cash flow i mean that was always our north star but what happened was is when we started associating with these people that did not have any real financial ambitions other than the ego stuff, we got pulled off uh, dead center. Remember I was telling you guys this is a confessional for us where we're going to tell you what we did right and what we did wrong. We started doing things right, and then we started doing things wrong because we got seduced by the whole big team thing. Because everyone said, oh, my gosh, you guys sold over 100 houses your first year. Well, how are you going to get to 500 houses? And Julie and I were like, Well, we don't know. How are we going to get to 500 houses? That wasn't the real question. The real question should have been, why do you want to get to 500 houses? What's the point of selling 100 houses? Is it just so you can say you sold 100 houses? Well, that's dumb. If it's going to be so you can make a certain amount of profit and you're not going to spend all the money along the way to get to selling 100 houses, you're not going to buy a bunch of leads and do a bunch of stuff, well, that's smart. 
if your point of selling 500 houses is so you can make a you know, fistful of profit and you know for sure that you're going to have the profit left over at the end because you didn't spend it all, that's smart. Doing it just so you can impress other people, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what our industry's full of. How many houses did you sell last year? 100, 200, 300, 500? How about this? Instead of having that be your, you know, the thing you brag about, why don't we start walking around at real estate events and you actually have uh, a copy of your profit and loss statement where you show what your net profit was? That's how real business operates, guys. People don't celebrate the top line. Now, if you're a publicly traded company and your valuation is based on your revenue times a certain multiple, but you're not. So stop thinking that that's how you're supposed to think in business. I know that's the way that the books tell you to think. I know that's the way other people maybe that are business gurus tell you to think. But they're just parroting all the same bad information. They're not actually telling you the truth about being a small business owner. They just read it someplace else that you're supposed to, as a business owner, you're supposed to be pouring all your profit back in the business so you can increase your this and your other things. Well, maybe some businesses that's apl applicable, but it's not for selling real estate. It's not for, by the way, most service businesses either. Because at the end of the day, the only thing you're really selling is your time and then the leveraged version of your time. That's really what you're selling. So throwing on more websites and ego stuff doesn't really – doesn't truly increase the transactions. We've talked endlessly about this on this podcast. All right, so we ran out of time. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. Remember, if you guys need to get a hold of us, you can email me, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or you can actually um, – you can text me as well. It's 512 512- 758-0206. Guys, thank you for all your support. Uh, thank you for letting us know that we're on the right path and that what we're saying, what we hope to have, uh, you know, what we say, be helpful to all of you. Thank you for allowing that to happen because it's massively uh, satisfying for us to know that we're not just helping you who's listening. We're help we know we're helping the people that you care and love, your family. We know you're helping because we're helping to shift your mindset, all the people that come generationally after that. So maybe you heard us say something today, and maybe that thing is going to become part of your business DNA, and then you're going to pass that along to somebody else, and that's going to say, make their journey up the mountain a little bit shorter. Right? Isn't that the whole point of life? Isn't that being of service to other people? We're being congruent with what we ask you guys to do. If there's anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.